friends, this is not exactly inspirational, but it is honest. God's work is often slow. God's people are always opposed. The Bible is the Word of God, and it doesn't describe a world of fancy. Welcome to Open the Bible with Pastor Colin Smith. I'm David Peck. And Colin, one of the things we often hear you say is that the Bible doesn't sugarcoat the hard realities of life. Sometimes we have to face hard things, and I think we might be doing that today. Yes, we're looking at uh, one of these passages in the Bible that is filled with long names, and particularly here, kings with extremely long names. And at first you look at this and you think, oh, this is pretty intimidating. Are we going to find anything here that's really nourishing for the soul? And the answer is absolutely yes, because the theme of the scriptures that we're looking at today is the relentless opposition that God's people face. One king after another, just making life difficult, just opposing, pressing down so that God's people often face discouragement. But they did not stop the work that God had called them to do. And so I think that this passage from the Old Testament that might at first seem rather obscure speaks very directly to the realities of our lives today. And actually, it is full of wonderful encouragement. So hang in with the names of the kings because there's something really worthwhile that is coming from the Word of God today. Well, it's from the book of Ezra, chapter 4 and verses 1 to 6, as we begin the message, Navigating Setbacks. Here's Colin. We're following the story of what happened when God's people returned to the ruined city of Jerusalem. For 70 years, they had been exiled in Babylon, but then God stirred the heart of King Cyrus, and he decreed that God's people were free to return. And then God stirred the hearts of his people. And when they returned, we saw that they made worship their first priority. They rebuilt the altar. They celebrated the feast. They laid the foundations of the temple. And we saw that these things really do speak directly to all of us today. The, the altar reminds us that when we worship, we offer ourselves to God. When we worship, we rejoice in all that God has done for us in Christ. That's what the feast speaks to us about. And the temple reminds us that when we worship, we trust the promise of God's presence. We worship by faith and not by sight. And as we've heard read from Haggai just a moment ago, God gives us this wonderful promise. I am with you. My presence remains in your midst. Now, today we're going to follow the story of these people whose hearts God had stirred. Now, I want you to keep this in mind. These are good people. These are godly people. These are people who were so committed to the work of God that at one time they were prepared to leave all that they had in Babylon and to return to a pile of rubble in order to do the work that God had called them to do. Faithful, obedient, godly people. And God was with them. And yet what we're going to see today from the scriptures is that these godly people faced one setback after another. And the story of how these good people faced 
and navigated setbacks is told for us over three chapters. So we've got a big story to cover today, Ezra chapter 4, chapter 5, and chapter 6. It's a story that spans the reign of five different kings. It's a story that focuses on 16 particularly difficult years. And it's a story we're going to see that tells us about a remarkable work of God that took place in a period of just 24 days. Now, I usually try very hard to avoid reference to specific dates in sermons, but the timeline here is really important for understanding this story. So I'm going to show a timeline at various points throughout the message today, and I hope that that will be helpful. And that very quickly, we will see how this big story that runs over a hundred years speaks very directly to all of us today. Well, first then, this is a story about five kings, and it is a story that tells us that God's people are always opposed. Here we have a story that spans a hundred years, and it spans the reign of five kings. Four of them are mentioned by name. First, we read in Ezra chapter 4 and verse 5 about King Cyrus. He was the king, of course, who made the proclamation that God's people were at liberty to return to Jerusalem. Second, we read about King Darius. Uh, we read about him in Ezra 4 and verse 5, and again in chapters 5 and 6, where we have a long story about a legal challenge to the rebuilding of the temple. Thirdly, in chapter 4 and verse 6, we read about King Ahasuerus. He was the king at the time of Esther, and you may remember that wonderful book of the Bible in which we're told the amazing story of how God used this courageous and godly woman in order to save the lives of his people. And then in verses 7 to 23, we read about King Artaxerxes. He was the king who reigned at the time of the second and third returns under the leadership of Ezra and Nehemiah. And there was a fifth king in this period, and his name is not mentioned, that's why there's a gap there in the graphic, but his name was Cambyses, and together, these five kings reigned over a period of 100 years. Now, the story of God's people returning from exile runs throughout the reigns of these five kings. Remember, the first group to return, the story that we're focused on at the beginning of Ezra, the first group returned under this man Zerubbabel at the time of King Cyrus. The second wave of people to return didn't come until 80 years later. They came back under the leadership of Ezra, and that happened in the time of King Artaxerxes. And then the third group came 13 years after that, under the leadership of Nehemiah, also in the time of King Artaxerxes. And what Ezra is telling us in the three chapters that we're looking at today is that God's people were opposed constantly throughout the reigns not only of one or two kings, but all five kings over a period of 100 years. You get the picture. It's a big picture story. 
God's people constantly navigated setbacks in the work that God called them to do. Now, if we focus in a little more closely and say, well, what did these setbacks actually look like? We're given three snapshots in uh, this chapter four that we're looking at particularly today. The first wave of opposition that came to God's people could really best be described as intimidation. Chapter four and verse four, the people of the land discouraged the people of Judah and made them afraid to build and bribed counselors against them to frustrate their purpose. And notice that this happened all the days of Cyrus, even until the days of Darius, king of Persia. So that includes the years of Cambyses. So through the reign of three different kings, this intimidation continued. And notice the three words that are used particularly to describe what happened here. God's people were discouraged. God's people were afraid. And God's people were frustrated. And this went on through the reign of three different kings. The years of Cyrus all the way through to the reign of Darius. It was a campaign of relentless intimidation. And that was just the first wave. And the point Ezra wants us to get hold of here is that there was more. So he jumps ahead now to the time of Ahasuerus. And you'll see that in verse 6. And a second wave of opposition came to the work of God, not so much by intimidation, but by direct false accusation. Chapter 4 and verse 6. And in the reign of Ahasuerus, in the beginning of his reign, they wrote an accusation against the inhabitants of Judah and Jerusalem. Now, this is a big jump forward. Ahasuerus came to the throne 50 years after the first people returned to rebuild the temple. And before Ezra gets back to telling us the story we're following about the rebuilding of the temple, he wants to jump forward and say, look, the opposition wasn't just then. It, it repeated itself in further generations. Even after the time of Darius, opposition to God's people started up again in the time of Ahasuerus. And we're not told anything more about the particular accusation that was made here. The point is simply that the opposition that started in the time of Cyrus continued through the time of Darius. Well, it resurfaced all over again in the time of the next king whose name was Ahasuerus. That was the second wave. And just in case we haven't yet got the point, Ezra wants us to know that there was even more. And so setback number three came in the form of legislation, laws that were passed, decrees that were made to stop the work of God. Chapter 4 and verse 7, in the days of Artaxerxes, so now we're on to the next king, Bishlam and Mithridath, and Tabiel, and the rest of their associates, they wrote to Artaxerxes, the king of Persia. So all these years after God's people have returned to the promised land, the point is they are still being opposed. And 
These people, Bishlam and Mishradath and Tabiel, wrote a vicious letter that was really a legal missive. Uh, you can read it in verse 11 through verse 16. It's filled with lies and slander against God's people. But the effect of it was that it led King Artaxerxes to issue a legal injunction that brought the work of rebuilding to an absolute grinding halt. Now, notice, by the way, just so you get the flow of the story, that the opposition in verse 7 to 23, the time of Artaxerxes, the opposition is not to the rebuilding of the temple, because in fact that had happened long ago. Uh, by the time you get to Artaxerxes, the opposition is simply to the rebuilding of the city and of its walls. And that's why you have the references to the city and the walls in verse 12 and 13 and 16 and 21. The main focus of the story is the first wave of opposition, which was to the rebuilding of the temple. But Ezra wants us to know that it didn't end there. Even after the temple was finally rebuilt in future generations, the opposition came in further waves again and again and again, and it just never stopped. Five kings, a hundred years. Now, why is all this in the Bible? What's the point of it for all of us today? Surely the point is this. Ezra's telling the people in his day, and he's telling us in our day that it's very easy to get the idea that opposition to the work of the gospel is something new when in fact it is something very, very old. Understand this. The work of the gospel is always opposed. That's why Peter says in the New Testament, brothers, don't be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes on you. As if something strange were happening to you. That's why the writer to the Hebrews says in chapter 10 and verse 36, you have need of endurance. And then to make the point, the whole of Hebrews chapter 11 just gives one story after another throughout the entire history of God's work in the world, of how God's people have always had to live by faith and always had to endure opposition. That's why the Apostle Paul says to Timothy, young pastor, Christian leader, you've got to endure hardship as a good soldier of the Lord Jesus Christ. What we have here is a story of five kings over a hundred years, and it's telling us that God's people are always opposed. You're listening to Open the Bible with Pastor Colin Smith and our message, Navigating Setbacks, part of the series, Return. And today we're looking at some of those setbacks, intimidation, accusation, legislation, We'll continue in a moment, so I hope you'll stay with us. If you miss any of our broadcasts, you can always uh, go back and listen again or catch up online. Come to our website, openthebible.org.uk. Also on our website, we want to help you to understand how the books in the Bible fit together. And a good way to do that is with Open the Bible Story. 
You can find that on our website. It's a journey through the whole Bible, a study course in 30 parts entitled The Drive. It will take you deep into the valleys of the Old Testament, the peaks of the glories of Jesus and the ups and downs of the Christian life. All the way through, it will show how the Bible always points to the person of Jesus Christ. You can find Open the Bible Story on our website. That's openthebible.org.uk. Back to the message now. Here's Colin. What we have here is a story of five kings over a hundred years, and it's telling us that God's people are always opposed. Now, secondly, let's home in a little more closely on the story of the rebuilding of the temple and the first wave of opposition that came uh, to that work. And here I want us to see a story of 16 years that tells us that God's work is often slow. Now, we saw last time that when God's people returned to Jerusalem, their immediate priority was to build the altar, celebrate the feast, And then Ezra tells us that they began to rebuild the temple, chapter 3 and verse 8, in the second year after their coming. And we've seen that when they began to rebuild the temple, they faced immediate opposition in the form of intimidation. They were discouraged. They were frustrated and they were afraid. Chapter 4 and verse 4, the people of the land discouraged the people of Judah and made them afraid to build. Now, you have to read on in the chapter a little bit to get what happens next after the discouragement, because remember that verse 6 through to verse 23 is Ezra taking a digression to make the point that opposition continued in future generations as well. So you have to really put brackets, as it were, round uh, verse 6 to verse 23 that refer to later events in the time of Ahasuerus and Artaxerxes. And then Ezra returns to our story that we're following in verse 24. So if you put verse 4 and verse 24 together and just skip over uh, the future references in the brackets, uh, then you'll get the flow of the story. Verse 4, the people of the land discouraged the people of Judah and made them afraid to build. Verse 24, then the work on the house of God that is in Jerusalem stopped. And it ceased until the second year of the reign of Darius, king of Persia. Isn't that remarkable? The Bible is telling us that as soon as the foundation of the temple was laid, opposition flared up, and as God's people became discouraged, frustrated, and afraid, the work of God stopped. And it ceased until the second year of Darius. Now, that was a period from the time they started and immediately then stopped to the second year of Darius. That was 16 years. Now, after that, when the work restarted, it took four years to 
rebuild the temple. Four years of work after 16 years of delay. God's work is often slow. For 16 years, God's people made little or no progress in the work that God had called them to do. And just to underline the importance of this point, Ezra is reminding us that this is not the only time that God's work ground to a halt. He's telling us in this little piece in brackets that in verse 7 through to verse 23, that the same thing happened 60 years later all over again in the time of Artaxerxes. That's chapter 4 and verse 23. You have the same thing. You say, then when the copy of King Artaxerxes' letter was read, they went in haste to the Jews at Jerusalem and by force and power made them cease. Now, I would say these chapters are not exactly what you would call inspirational. <laughs> what, what do you think? I'm trying to imagine you know, someone from the congregation at work on, uh, on Monday, and, and someone says, oh, what was the sermon about in your church on Sunday? And you say, oh, well, it was about God's people are always opposed, and God's work is often slow. And they're going to say to you, well, that doesn't sound very cheerful. Friends, this is not exactly inspirational, but it is honest. God's work is often slow. God's people are always opposed. You've been listening to Open the Bible with Pastor Colin Smith and our message, Navigating Setbacks. And we've been hearing about some of those setbacks, intimidation, accusation, legislation. And we'll continue with this message next time. So I hope you'll be able to join us for that. If you ever miss one of our messages, you can always catch up online. Go back and listen again. Come to our website, openthebible.org.uk. You can also find us as a podcast. Go to your favourite podcast site, search for Open the Bible UK and subscribe to receive regular updates. At Open the Bible, we welcome contact with our listeners. If you've been blessed by Pastor Colin Smith's teaching and you'd like to reach out to us, there are several ways you can do that. You can write to us at Open the Bible, P.O. Box 1420, Cheltenham, GL50, 9PG. Or you can phone us on 0330-335-8089. If we're not available when you call, leave a message for us and we'll return your call. All of these contact details are available on our website, openthebible.org.uk. Open the Bible is supported entirely by our listeners, people just like you. And as we begin a new year, if you'd like to support Open the Bible in a regular way, you can do that by setting up a regular donation to Open the Bible of £5 per month or more. In return, we'd love to thank you by sending you a free gift, and that's a book called Psalms by the Day. It's by Bible scholar Alec Motier. This book takes you all the way through the book of Psalms, written in a daily devotional format. Colin, what makes this book so special? Oh, without question that it was written by Alec Matier. And I know a lot of folks listening to the programme won't know that name. But you know, when I was a teenager, I used to listen to old cassette tapes of Alec Matier 
opening up the scriptures. I used to sit with a typewriter and I've still got notes that I made from all those years ago. And he has been a lifelong guide through the scriptures for me. I buy anything that was published by Alec Mateer. He's with the Lord now, but he was a godly, wonderful, wonderful scholar and preacher. And this book on the Psalms that takes you through the Psalms. You can read one a day. He gives his own translation of the Psalms that just brings out some fresh meaning. He comments on words and applies them. And some of his devotional thoughts, just the applications that he makes from the Psalms are just wonderful. Anytime I'm speaking on the Psalms, I go to Alec Matier as one of the sources and I find invariably that he gives the most wonderful help. So this is a great resource. It's something that's very rich in my life and it's just a joy to me that we're able to share it with others. Well, again, the book is called Psalms by the Day by Alec Mottier and it's our gift to you if you're able to set up a new donation to the work of Open the Bible in the amount of £5 per month or more. Full details on our website, openthebible.org.uk. For Open the Bible and Pastor Colin Smith, I'm David Pick, and I hope you'll be able to join us again next time. Does your progress and ministry seem to be developing very slowly? Find out why next time on Open the Bible.